and um, earlier on in the season as well, um, one-legged ties to get into Europe and it was culminated with getting into the Europa League group stages for the third consecutive season with a win over Galatasaray at Ibrox. Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal achievement. Like, see, they beating Galatasaray as well. That is, they're a good team, very good team, a very big club too. See, at that point, I'm not going to lie, Dave, you might be, you might have the same mindset as me. I was like, you know what, if we go out to Galatasaray, fair dues, they're a good side. But we beat them. We beat them. That is remarkable. Oh, mate, we didn't, to me, to me, we didn't just beat them. We, we took a, a stance. Like, we we were unbelievable. Like, I remember, like, there was so much talk about Falcao and, like, Morelos because Colombian strikers, one was, like, has had an amazing career, one's young and upcoming. But I remember, to me, Hadji stole the show that day games because he was unbelievable against Galatasaray. Um, and we just... We just Dominated like there was. I had there was not one instant I genuinely thought we were going to even concede. I was like it was just to me, it was just pure domination, and it was an amazing start to the season because, uh, like, we've went through it last season, but I had, I had big hopes after that for the remainder of the season. Yeah, like that was phenomenal. Us making Europe three years in a row under Steven Gerrard, and I was it, like, considering where we where, where we were. Fantastic stuff, and it was um, to beat a team of the caliber Galatasaray. Like we beat teams like Porto, like who are just as good as Galatasaray. But the fact we went toe to with them, beat them comfortably, as you said, David. Like that stuff doesn't get enough credit than it should. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Rangers. Rangers are just different gravy in Europe. Oh, hundred <laughs> like, percent. Like that, that, that Galatasaray team is a Champions League winning team. I'm pretty sure it was like I see the season before they bet Liverpool. So it just it just shows how good this Rangers team can be. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um back in the league now. Um which took took a while to get to our first old firm. Um they waited as long as they could to see about the possibility of getting fans back in stadiums for the occasion, but unfortunately that proved not to be a case. But um, when the occasion did come, Rangers took it to Celtic. Oh, what a day. What a day that was. I was round at uh, Big Ian Lyle's uh, house watching that one. Um, Ian obviously bottled it coming on tonight for some bizarre reason. Ian, you know when you bottle it, come on, Scott Score, I'm going to throw you under the bus. That's what I always do to anyone that bottles it. <laughs> but yes, Conor Golson. That was, that was a Conor Golson show that day. Like, And Shane Duffy, I think that was the start of Shane Duffy's nightmare. And the fact that for the second goal, Dave, for the second goal, <laughs> Shane Duffy played Conor Golson onside. Scott, <laughs> make it up. Scott, they were, they, were, they were former Brighton teammates. He was just trying to help his old friend out. <laughs> exactly, mate. I, did you see after it as well, the photo where Shane Duffy's like looking so deflated and Conor Golson's got up there like, oh, shit, I'll bring man for that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Shane Duffy was sent as like a secret agent, like pretending he was like this huge Celtic fan just to cause havoc in Celtic's defence and their season. Honestly, he's been that bad. Like he's the the biggest flop I've seen in Scottish football history, hands down, 
hands down, man. Like, name another bigger flop, you couldn't. Shane Duffy, easily. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could probably go to a lot of Celtic fans, maybe including Chris, and say he's probably Celtic's worst ever signing. Like, Jack Hendry gets a lot of stick, but I think Shane Duffy, he takes the crown. Like, <laughs> what do you think, Chris? I think Chris's facial expression tells it all, man, just when we're speaking about Shane Duffy. <laughs> I would need to maybe go and let, have a look, research, let end it been as bad before I let confirm the worst. Obviously, you mentioned Jack Hendry. He's actually been playing quite good on loan in Belgium yeah, exactly. and worked his way back in the Scotland squad, so that's quite frustrating that we didn't exactly take that chance on him and we were hunting him out the door and replacing him with crap, basically. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but back to... Hmm, sorry? I was just going to say, see the fact that Chris is like... Dave, you know Chris, right? We all know Chris, brilliant guy, right? He's like the most laid-back guy, right? He just says how it is and he has great one-liners. we done a Scott Score episode a few weeks ago, right? And I was asking Chris about the transfers, about like about the transfers Celtic made right in the summer, who should go on that, right? And he was giving like analysis, like good analysis about everyone, right? And then it came to Shane Duffy, and all he, all he said was, Shane Duffy, enough said, move on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, like, no, no analysis, nothing. Like, Shane Duffy, enough said, move on. <laughs> the track record speaks for itself, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cracking away in the league, like winning games left, right, and centre. The big one was the eight 0 against Hamilton. Oh, jeez, oh man, what a result that was, Dave. I mean, I, I just felt sorry. Like I felt sorry for Hamilton at, at that time, but then I remembered what they did to us in March that that year, and I was like, yeah, show no mercy. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred ten percent, man. Like hundred and ten percent, like just show no mercy, bro. and. Uh, I just want to touch on this, by because I know you bring it up, but I want to bring it up now. The fact that, um, like, we topped our, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but the fact we topped our European group with Benfica in it, with Benfica in the group, is remarkable. That should get enough, that should get more credit, like, than it should, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you're a bit distracted by how you've done domestically this season, plus as well, that done better than Celtic once again in Europe and Celtic we were the top seeds in our group we maybe wasn't the best draw in the world we could have got some but when you're like the top seed and you're not we're not getting out of group I know AC Milan we probably weren't going to beat them but um, yeah like the was it Leo and uh, Sparta Prague like we should have like the back to back Sparta Prague 4-1 games that, that was just amongst some of the Worst European results in our history, coupled with how badly we were doing domestically, and like you were steamrolling teams every week and getting in such a favourable league position way yeah. ahead of us. No, that, that's when I. Oh, sorry, on, on you go, Dave. Oh, sorry. That that's when I think Neil Lennon should have went because he wasn't like the, the league wasn't going that well, and then they back-to-back games against Sparta. Like I just feel like if Celtic had any chance of winning the league, I think that's when. That the time for him to go was. No, I, I no, I agree with you, Dave, like hundred percent, and I'm sure Chris will agree with you too. Yeah, I don't want to get too distracted. I think talking about Celtic's meltdown is a completely separate episode of the Scott Score um, than Rangers' champion season. But um, I will say this: see, even if we had been 
a bit better if Neil had went sooner or what. I still don't believe with have been in as a good position to really challenges for the title. I still think it would have been the same result. Mathematically, we'd maybe stay better in it at the moment, but it'd be a matter of time, really. Um, there's only actually been one blip on Rangers' domestic record this season, and that was the League Cup defeat to St Mirren. Mm. I, I, I remember that night very well. Um, I, I remember it very well because bloody Graham McCormack, St Mirren fan, who's in, who's obviously on the podcast, um, was reminding reminding me about that daily. So he was, and obviously he was buzzing on the night, sending me constant voice notes and all sorts, like, get it right up you, Scott Bradley. I don't know what it is, right? I'm like one of those people you just love to hate, right? Anytime Rangers mess up, I my, my phone literally gets bombarded with messages. <laughs> it literally gets bombarded, bombarded with messages of people saying, get it right up you, Scott Bradley, you wanker, all this kind of stuff. But yeah, that was a so one to take. I felt it was so... Call me superstitious, Dave, right? But I think I'm just saying it now. I don't care. That kit played a factor in that result. I don't care. Ah, Scott, you can't say that. <laughs> I, I, I know we were terrible, right? We were terrible on the right, but we, we changed kit and we got beat. Then we never wore, we've not wore that kit since. And then we've steamrolled every team. I'm just saying. Like just it's wee small things like that. It's just wee small things like that, by the way. That's nah, gone. I don't care, I don't care if it's I'm, I'm not having it. Twitter, but I don't care. Like literally, it's a fact. Yeah. I'm not having it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not having it. Like for how good we've been this season, I'm not having a change of kit made us have one blip game. Mm, like you can't. You cannot. You can be perfect in the season, but you can. Ha- you can also be. You can also have blips in the season. So I think that I was just like, a oh, I sound like Tommy Shedden here, man. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for the record, uh, I'm I am joking. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm joking. By the way, if it's not to do the, the the cat, I was just saying that as a wind up. No, we were <laughs> we were we were awful. I think we got very complacent. We did. We got very. Um, and St. Mirren just pounced in that. And do you remember, Dave? Right after that, we were playing Motherwell. And we're like, what kind of right? We've had our first defeat of the season. Oh, what's this team made of? And then Motherwell took the lead early on, and we're like, what is going on here? And then we managed to bring it back one three one, and then that's what that that just showed the testament and the character, the determination and the bravery of this Rangers team. Can I just say? To me, in my opinion, and I know actually a few other Rangers fans agree. To me, this was the defending game for 55. In my opinion, like, I this game was so big at like I I remember watching that game and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I, to be fair, I've never seen a team like no offense to Marvel fans out there. I've never seen a team play such anti-football. It's named, it was so bad. And I think the fact that we did that. Literally, I think it was like 10 minutes to go. We scored two goals. I think this was, even still, in my opinion, I think this was the most important game of the season. No, I, Dave, I agree with everything you said, like 100%. That was pivotal. Pivotal, sorry. Um, it was like so essential, the fact that we won that game because there was a lot of question marks about that Rangers team because we're doing so well and we got beat off St. Mirren. We're like, okay, what's this Rangers team made of? 
can they actually go and do it? Can they like respond very well? And we've done that. We've done that. And the fact that we we, we were losing one 0 in the first half, that Rangers team could have easily have felt sorry for themselves and crumbled, but they didn't. They fought back and we won the game comfortably. And Yes, we, by the way, Dave, we do have a lot of Motherwell listeners, so um, I don't think they'll be happy with the comments we made, but they're justified. Like, it's it's true, but... Motherwell fans, listen, I know I know we've got a lot of them. See the way you defended that day, the way you settled that day, it was embarrassing. You should be, like, honestly, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Like, 11 players in the box, at least with St. Mirren, uh, the game prior, they actually played, tried to play football. But that that like I I think Muller was a great club, um, new manager now of course. But like the season before that, they were a, an amazing state. I just I could not believe I saw a Muller team play like that, and I'm so happy they got better. Not even fact it's Rangers, just the fact the way they played. It's disgusting. Like I, like see see when I play like FIFA or whatever or football manager, I like to like part the us and be defensive in that right. But that is just a different kettle of fish. Like that's something even Craig Levine would be like. That's disgusting. <laughs> even Craig Levine, who sets up a four six zero, you'd be like, no, that is just too far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before you go on, Chris, I need can we can you bring up the the game against Stanley Edge, the the, the famous Kamar Roof goal? Yeah, I'm getting a bit sidetracked talking about your domestic achievements this season. That I'm forgetting about the. Well, I think we did mention winning that group, but uh, yeah, seeing as you want to talk about it, standard lays away. Oh man, like see, yesterday boys, when we had uh, Roy, uh, Rob McLean, we had Rob McLean uh, in for a guest talk. Um, obviously, we, we had the opportunity to ask him a couple of questions, and then when he asked me what he was like, what do you like to see in a commentator? And then I told him, oh, I like to see this and that. And I was like, right away, I was like, this is a golden opportunity to ask him. I was like, you need to tell me what was what was it like commentating on Kamar Roof's goal from the halfway line, <laughs> and then obviously he explained it, and then right I think right away he just knew boys he was like this boy's a Rangers fan, and then he was like oh I can imagine you were very enthusiastic I was like I, I was being honest I was like when it happened I was jumping a bit on him <laughs> just basically exposing the team I support. <laughs> to be fair, right, even if you're not a Rangers fan. I'm pretty sure people around the world that saw that would have applauded and screamed at that goal. Like, that goal, it has to win goal of the year. Like, Stephen Jardy even said it's the best goal he's seen in his lifetime. And it's the best goal I've seen in my lifetime because the fact that he is a wet pitch, like, bad, bad conditions, and he takes it past... He takes it past three players, sees the keepers off his line, scores behind the halfway line... You just don't see that, especially in a t- in a Scottish Premier League side in Europe. You just don't see that. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was one of those moments where it was like you had to pinch yourself. You're like, did that happen? You know, like it was sensational. I've never seen anything like that. Where because it's see at first I, I spoke about this on the podcast before, but like I've done a whole like walkthrough of what happened. Of my reaction, and uh, see when he hit it, Dave. I I thought, you know what? Nah, he's just hitting it to time waste. It's going to go out for the corner flag, and I was like, no, no, stepping in, stepping in, and then went in, and then I'm bouncing about my living room, going absolutely berserk. <laughs> what yeah, I, that was. 
Wait, what? Best goal of my lifetime. I agree, hands down. 100%. Better than Beckham's, I'm telling you right now. Better than David Beckham's happy line. Oh, aye, because he took it past three players. took it past three players. Exactly. People need to actually look at the full thing and take it into bloody context. That is the best goal of all time. Hands down. Don't care what says. So, back to the league now. Um, New year old for him. Hallmark of champions finding a way to win against your arch rivals on the special occasion of the 50th anniversary of the Ibrox disaster. Um, zero shots on target, but found a way to win. We were terrible. We were absolutely awful. Remember, Dave, we were awful, but awful. That's a sign of great champions. We know how to win. Zero shots on target, but we just had to, we just had to rely on agent Callum McGregor to get us that, get us that we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... I think the near, I think the bet on send off was a, a big help because um, after that we, what was that? Oh, I'm just saying that was a game changer, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like we were, I mean, we were getting battered, and and at that point when he got sent off, we were still, we were creeping back into the game a little bit, but still, it was probably still quite even. Um, and then yeah, Cal McGregor comes in, big time, um, but like I think, in my opinion. The fact, see the fact that what Celtics um, circumstances they were in, and the fact that Rangers won with no shots on target. Even though last season I said at Christmas we could win this, I said that this after this game at Christmas I said we will win this. I see. was ninety nine percent sure after this that we would win it. Yeah, I, I, still, I was... still doubt because it is Rangers. Still doubt. Yeah, but... <laughs> very unpredictable. <laughs> but I recall, like, see after that happened, right? I remember in the Scots Go chat, yeah, that you see, because there was so much like relying on that game. That game meant so much, and see, because Celtic were all over us and we won it. I was being like, I was in like Scott Brown mode, if you know what I'm saying. Where I was like, you, Dave, you know me, like, I love winding people up, right? But see, this that after this game, Chris is in Scots Go chat, he can testify to this. I was going proper hard in the sense of like I was like, a Celtic fan in our chat called Joe Gallica, right? He's on the podcast regularly, right? Uh, no, no, regular. Sorry, he's, he comes on sometimes. Sometimes he balls it because he's he's uh, he's a dafty. Um, <laughs> but I was rubbing it in so hard, like really hard. I was winding him up like crazy, right? Proper, you know. Me and see, <coughs> remember when Gerard? When we, we remember Gerard's reaction when we beat Celtic two one at Parkhead. When he screamed into camera, see when we beat yeah. Celtic at uh, New Year one nil, I that was what I was like. I was, well, I was like so amped up massively, um, because I knew how much that game meant. That's why I was just like so tense throughout the whole thing, and the fact that we managed to pull that off, I was so buzzing. And because we uh, right after that, I knew we've won it now, and I actually tweeted out at the time, dished out the league medals. Tight was done. Celtic are finished. <laughs> did, did you see? Did you see Jared bought? Like that's a good comparison. So last season when Rangers won and that game just before Christmas, that Jared celebration happens, and that was when like the league was really tight and everything. And then after this game, he's actually so composed. No, not not even celebrating really. Just like it was business as usual. And I think that just shows the the seriousness he took this season. 
No, I agree. No, you're, you're absolutely spot on, Dave. You're on the money there because, like, Gerard got caught up. Let's be honest, Gerard has high standards, right? And he's a very serious manager. But even in 2019, after we, after we beat Celtic at Parkhead, he got caught up in the hype. He did. Let's be honest about it. He got caught in the hype, like all of us. And he went crazy. But this time round, he was like, listen, I, I can't do that now. So then we beat Celtic, just very subdued. High five to Lennon. Like, that was it. And I liked that because I, that, I think that what, what, the 2019-2020 season taught that whole Rangers team a lesson that don't mm-hmm. get too ahead of yourselves. And the fact we already won the league, this Rangers team is still not getting too ahead of themselves. Like, every game is still so important. Like, we've got a Scottish Cup to go for, right? We've got an unbeaten run as well Like we want to achieve. I, like, I want to get that so badly. Like, obviously, it won't be, <clears throat> pardon me, as successful as Celtic's unbeaten run, but I want to get it so badly. That's why the next few games at the end of the season are so key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just before I get to the point of the, he's becoming champions of Royal Antwerp in the Europa League. Oh my God, man. Oh what my Dave? God, man. Those two games were unreal. <laughs> Unbelievable, not like, Mate, I've never been more stressed out in my life. Oh, it was it was chaotic, man. Like, we Oh, and I gave it me one nine five. Like for a Ranger, baby, for a Rangers team to overall in two legs score nine goals is in the last thirty two is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean they were the they were probably the standout games of the whole Europa League at that point because you've got these two teams playing great football. Credit to Antwerp, they were playing some great football as well. And it was just it was just total football, goals everywhere, mistakes everywhere, red cards everywhere. I've never been nine five. Never felt more stressful. Oh, it was chaotic. I, I couldn't believe it, man. Like, and they, you know what was a big fell in the cap by the way, David Parson, Nathan Parson by the way. Like, he it went through a lot of stuff, and uh, quite rightly so. Him being an absolute idiot, going to a gaff during COVID. Don't know what. He th- how he thought that was a good idea. Um, I've seen a lot of Rangers fans on Twitter saying he should get sacked and that. I was like, listen, the boy's a kid. Like, he's a, he's a wee yeah. boy, obviously. Excuse my language. But he's a wee boy. Like, we all, we've all made daft mistakes at the age of 19 years old, you know. And um, he gets given his chance against Antwerp. Comes on. 15 seconds. Scores a goal. What a way to silence his critics. And what like you could see how much it meant to him. Oh yeah, in that celebration, like that was just. Uh, do you know what I find funny? All the Rangers fans giving him grief. Okay, now you're you're pretty good. No, yeah, yeah, you're sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I seen they got like they were given like a four game ban or something like that. We have two games. No, a six game ban with two games. Six game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but I mean, it's fair. It is fair. Yeah, is, I absolutely agree with um, Nathan Patterson has a huge, huge future. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, I don't know how he's not even considered for the Scottish national team. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, he's not. Ridiculous. Like, how is yeah, Stephen O'Donnell starting ahead of him? Like, 
Like, we're all about, oh, giving young players a chance, right? Giving Nathan Parts a chance. He scored in the last 22 in the Europa League. Yet you're giving Stephen O'Donnell, who's, let's be honest, he's dug me. He's terrible. And he, he plays some other well. He's awful. And we're giving him a start. It's ridiculous. It's obscene. I mean, he, he's one for the future. But he's literally, he's probably the future right now because he's the best Scottish right back Scotland have. I'm sorry. Like, he, the more, he did more in the Europa League games than Stephen O'Donnell has done this whole season with Motherwell. Absolute facts, mate. Speaking facts, Dave. You're speaking facts tonight, my man. Yeah, so fast forward just till after that. Um, I don't think there's much really I can say about it. I'll leave you to talk me through it. The, there was plenty of talk in the lead up. Uh, the title can be won at Parkhead on the 21st of March and that, um, but it wasn't a beat. It happened a lot sooner than that. Um, I'll let you talk talk us through that weekend. <laughs> oh, where'd I start? Where'd I start? Where'd I start, Dave? Dave, where do we start? Oh, we, we can't. Oh, we can't my friend. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh man, I've never. Oh man, I had to do it. I had to do it. Oh, we <laughs> spoke about it to start. Uh, in the first part of the, Ra- the Rise of Rangers. But my God, man, what a, what a feeling it was after 10 years of heart, agony, getting slagged off, all the works, seeing Rangers get beat off part-time teams, being humiliated constantly. And it all came up to this moment. It all came up to this moment where we won 55. And Chris... Was on the Zoom call for this one. I Ian Lyle was on it, but Ian Lyle was a um, he's a scared cat, <laughs> and he didn't come on tonight. But he, it was me and Ian and Chris on the call. Me and Ian and Chris were on the call, and then the final whistle got blown, Dave, and I literally nearly rugby tackled my dad into the kitchen sink, <laughs> just with pure joy and emotion and passion, and. Chris, you can walk me through it. What was my reaction like when it happened, when the final whistle went? Yeah, I, th- I think I made this joke already in an earlier part, but um, you sent a voice note to the Scott score chat just screaming champions three times. I wish I was some tech guru to edit that in so the listeners could hear just what it meant to you. Oh, 100%. Um, we'll, need to look that out. we'll need to look that out when we do the season review. But my God, like even even the video Dave sent us in uh, Unicia, like Dave, like it, 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 Dave, I, I don't think he, Dave, I don't even think your like you knew your mum was videoing you, <clears throat> but no. like you, you, you can see how much it meant to you, where you were just like the same as me, just like just bursting with emotion, and it was just it, just such a surreal feeling where after all the BS we went through, it finally happened. And it was, it still doesn't seem real to me. It do, it doesn't, even over such a massive club, we're the most successful club in the world, it still doesn't seem surreal considering all the heart and agony and the embarrassment we went through. May I, I talked about euphoria area, earlier. That was the definition of euphoria. I remember, it's so mental how I remember a Celtic game more than anything right now. I remember it was the 88th minute, because I was just casually watching it, because I thought, surely Celtic are they're not going to lose this. 
And it got to about the 88th minute. And that's when I just zoned in. I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. And I completely zoned in. Then my mum came in and didn't even know I was, she was recording me. And when it happened, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I told her to stop recording. I, I started pacing back and forth and then adrenaline rush hit me. And I literally had to do two laps around my block just to get all the adrenaline out. And oh man, the euphoria feeling, I don't think will ever be topped in my lifetime, <laughs> to be honest. I absolutely agree, man. Like, it was, it was something so special where it was like, I don't want to get too emotional here, but obviously it has to be done. Like, it's like, the reason I am a Rangers fan is because my mum, right? And then my mum passed away uh, years ago. And uh, it was like one of those moments where you, Rangers won the league and it's like, I just wish my mum was here for it, if you know what I'm saying. It's like, it's, yeah. Dave, you can really like relate to this where like when you win 50, when Rangers have won the league and you always think to think back like, oh, I wish a, a, a family member was here to celebrate this. And that just shows how much this league title means to Rangers fans, like where... It, it was so keen and it, it was so, it was just, it was so emotional where you just think back to like family members where you're just like, I wish you were here. And then it's a time of, it's also a time of celebration, a time of reflection and emotion where you're just like, it's very special. That's the best way to sum up. It's a very special feeling. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, if you, if you look back, realistically look back, I guarantee you a lot of Rangers fans would have said never get back to it. Because like, like, obviously we believe we did, but would we ever get back? Celtic fans will agree. Their most important season in history. It was just written in the stars. And I don't think the combination of what we've went through, who who like who has passed in our family since the last time Rangers won the league and what it meant to Celtic, all that combined in one, you just don't understand what it means. And the like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just speechless words, Scott. Speechless no, you're words. You're absolutely spot on because um, see Davey Edgar, who's um, the host of the Heart and Hand podcast, very, very popular Rangers podcast, by the way, right? It's that popular that the fact that David Edgar is allowed to go to the Rangers games and cover it um, for his podcast. And he said, like, see the day we beat St Mirren? You know, he said when he was going back to his, uh, his car, he's seen Rangers fans, like, do you know the bricks? Outside the yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. He said he's seen a lot of Rangers fans just sitting there in silence, just looking at the bricks, like, remembering the folks who weren't here for the 55 and it's it, as you said David it's like one of those it's very special and very emotional and like like I know Rangers fans like myself are gloating so much but it we have every right to be after all oh, yeah. the yes we went through with the the corrupt owners the getting demoted to the, the lower leagues getting embarrassed getting laughed at just getting ridiculed left, right, and center. And Alan McCoy summed it up best, David, where he was like, Yeah, they'll have a wee kick at us right now, but we'll be back one day. We'll be back. Yeah, it was 100% right. And Rangers are back. And we are definitely here to stay, to stay. I'll tell you that for a fact. 
because I can only see this Rangers team getting stronger now that there's a bond together. And Gerard said business will continue in the summer. So there's only going to be improvements. And hopefully, hopefully for Rangers fans, this is the start of a dominance that we have craved so much for so long. 100%, Dave. Um, I think that's the best way to end the Rise of Rangers. It's been a, a fairly enjoyable few episodes. Uh, me and David had to dig in deep on the, the, the first couple uh, we had to reminisce, or well, not, I wouldn't say reminisce, but we had to like look back at the, 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 the dark times. Bad times. The dark times, the horrible times of when we were, in, where our, we, our club was pathetic, and now we're back. And Chris, I want to thank you for conducting this so superbly well. And you're a Celtic man, but you've done a phenomenal job. And to be honest, mate, you, wouldn't, you couldn't even tell you're a Celtic fan. You, like, you wouldn't even know what team you support due to how professional you are and that says a lot about your character and I will say this now Chris Toner is going to go far in journalism 100% with that mindset 110% the fact he can come on a podcast like I would say come no, not a podcast come on a four part series about the rise of Rangers a Celtic man and be on every episode and be as professional as he is that is a testament to your character mate Fair play, fair play. I appreciate that, mate. Thank you. Well, Good overall, course. boys, fully enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And until next time, guys, take care and we'll see you soon. <laughs>